Alberts. This is our maiden voyage into podcasting. Uh, not my personal maiden voyage. I mean, I'm on the Freedom Fiends, but this is going to be like my well, my first real podcast. If you, if you don't count Blog Talk Radio, I'm, I'm here with Seamus uh, Coughlin. He's from Freedom Tunes, and uh, that's right. So, anyways, the music that you're hearing comes from uh, threelinkchains.com. Go find more information there. This podcast is covered by a BIPCOT, no government license. This allows reuse by anyone except governments. You can learn more at BIPCOT.org. So you wanted to talk uh, talk about something, and that's why uh, we're doing the first episode. Uh, So go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So there's this fabulous new uh, progressive show that's really spreading awareness for different lifestyles, and everyone at 4chan super threatened by it. And it's a phenomenally well-written and well-animated and well-voiced show. <laughs> uh, and the only reason people don't like it is because they're afraid of the future. So it's, it's called Gen Z, and I thought we would talk a bit about it, because it's really just the best thing since sliced bread. Walt Disney is jealous he didn't come up with this one, folks. <laughs> I just. So you're coming at this from, a, from an animator yourself, right? You're you're basically yes. you're an, you're an animator. You're Charles Schultz. Um, <laughs> so like, wh- I'm I'm the Charles we... Schultz of libertarian propaganda. <laughs> yeah, without the catchy <laughs> jingle on the piano, right? So uh, yeah. So what was what's, what's the what what is this thing? I don't know anything about this. Ho ho ho. <laughs> okay. You don't know anything about Gen Z, sir. You've yet to live. <laughs> It's the most phenomenal thing that's ever happened to media. It's the most important, the most important art form, art work. It's the most important work of art that's ever been created. And I'm not the kind of person who uses hyperbole frequently. I mean this. <laughs> this is, this is up there. Um, Gen Z, I guess. In all seriousness, because I'm not going to be able to keep up this act the whole time. It's just awful. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not even. All right, here's the thing. This 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 is what's worse than something being awful. Something being mediocre but trying to sell you on something really hard. And that's exactly what Gen Z is. It's not the most terrible thing in the world, but it is because it's trying so hard to sell something and everyone's like, "Oh, everyone just hates it because it has a trans lead." No, we hate it because it's mediocre and in your pitch you advertised it as having a trans lead, which shows us that your only purpose is to try to cater to a particular audience of social justice warriors, and that's super annoying to everyone else. Yeah, I mean, it was it was in the very beginning but, of their first pitch was and it's the only show uh-huh. that has a main role by a transgender woman. And when I initially watched it, the first when she started talking before they introduced her as a trans woman, uh, the, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Like that's that's not that's not really a woman now, is it? <laughs> I don't know how yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, PC and you know what? Here's it. the thing: they need to be more careful because they said, you know, this is the only this is the first show to be voiced by a transgendered woman. Okay, but like, do we really know for sure about Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> like, are they? <laughs> Are they really in a position? I don't think so. I think they're making a lot of assumptions here, which are going unquestioned. Um, but yeah, here, so here's there's there's like a million things that bother me about this. If you want me to just dive right in, I can go from a writing perspective or from an animation perspective. I mean, I have experience with both, and a lot of this is a lot of the technical issues with this show are issues that someone without any of the background I've had could point out. But I'm sure I have particular insights. Yeah, and I and I 
I'm watching it more of a, as a consumer, so I have some critiques mm-hmm. of it myself. So you go ahead and get started. I mean, you, you're probably going to have something okay. more interesting to say initially. All right. So let me just right off the bat, I'll start with this. People are like, oh, everyone just hates this because of the message it's selling, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think part of like the really passionate anger could come from that, probably does. But that doesn't uh, negate the fact that this is just completely mediocre. I mean, look, it's an animated show with aimless pop culture references that tries to be edgy and parrots the liberal talking points. Yeah. I mean, that's not... That's the opposite of original. I mean... So that's that's one reason why people don't like it. And obviously that does have something to do with the message it's pushing because, again, people are sick and tired of seeing that formula. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we have enough of it. With, point out? Yeah, we have enough of it with Family Guy. And that I mean, this seems like Family and, Guy on steroids. It takes that liberal agenda yeah, and then no, goes it really even does. F- worse or either farther down the left scope. So, yeah. Well, first they stole Seth MacFarlane's thunder by having a transgendered... Uh, actor and pretending that they were the first to do it um and that no I'm, I, I won't bash seth mcfarlane actually i i like some of his work some of it but mm. yeah exactly when I, I saw this i just remember thinking this is basically this is like a ripoff of a family guy ripoff like it doesn't even do it justice to call it a family guy ripoff in terms of the writing it's like a ripoff of a ripoff a parody that doesn't know it's a parody in a way it's just that bad um and again i hate to be that guy who criticizes like this and you know i'm generally not very fond of critics but i think there's a lot that has to be said here uh first of all um there's something i actually noticed too with and, and i promise i'll uh, tie this all up together but people might say okay it's ironic Seamus. like you do like libertarian animation you do some christian animation so how can you like be angry at someone for doing something with a message or trying to create something entertaining with a message and I would say the key word there is entertaining because it's not entertaining <laughs> I can deal with hearing some sort of political message if it's not just mediocre writing that feels slapped together in order to sell me something but really this feels like a commercial for the social justice narrative and it's not even a good commercial it's not even an entertaining commercial um, on top of that I noticed uh, my girlfriend and I the other day were actually watching uh, a remake of that old Christian film left behind uh, they oh, did a remake man. with Nicolas Cage. Oh, I highly recommend it, sir. <laughs> but the it's funny because it got well. Hold on, let's think about this though. And this happens with a lot of a lot of Christian entertainment. Where like it wasn't extremely terrible, but it was definitely mediocre and not really good. Um, but the critics hated it that much more because they felt like they were being sold something. They felt like they were being sold Christianity. And I see the same thing here. Like, this is really mediocre, and it wouldn't be that bad, but it's the fact that you feel like they're trying to sell you something. And I think people with a specific agenda in the past have struggled with this, that if you're going to create some form of entertainment that sells people on an idea, it has to be really, really good, or people are going to really, really hate it. Yeah. And this is no different. I mean, even but the, the jokes were just absolutely terrible. I mean, when you're throwing a pitch, they had I mean, a rape they, joke, dude. There's a rape joke. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. But I mean, like the, when when you're doing a pitch, the first thing you need to do is present a strong joke. Like you're going to present your best materials first, and then you can kind of maybe pass off one or two bad jokes. But they initially started with like the worst jokes out of the you know, whole entire thing. I mean, the one thing that kind of mm-hmm. made me even like smirk a little bit, which wasn't even that funny. They waited until like towards the very uh, towards the middle or middle end of it, but it was um, she was giving off three points and like she was it was basically first world problem jokes, uh, you know like she can't have a, hand, yeah. a Twitter handle that 
uh, you know, that made sense because all the good ones were taken because she wasn't born at the right time. And it was just like, I mean, this is, this is what, <laughs> and it was just like immediately, uh, like whatever positive thing I might've had was just, just slipped away. It's like, okay, I'm going to be hypercritical now because the first three things mm-hmm. you pitched to me were absolutely horrible. And I don't really care about what you're going to say yeah. next. Yeah. You really got to get people within that first couple of moments. And another thing that really bothered me too is the fact that they introduce her as a stand-up comedian. They introduce the transgender characters as a stand-up comedian. Um, but obviously that's just kind of the least subtle way of saying, this is the funny character, you know? Yeah. And then none of the things that she, he said were funny at all. So uh, I don't really know how to come at it from any other angle. It, it feels mean, but... It's like, this is going to make you laugh. And she's like, the worst part about being in this generation is there's no Twitter handles, am I right? Just like saying shit that you think millennials might find funny, but that no millennials actually find funny. Like, why do I get a feeling that this is written by some 30 or 40-year-old dude who's trying to be one of the cool kids? You know what I mean? It it reminds me of, um, there's a wonderful image that's been floating around with Steve Buscemi wearing a baseball cap on backwards and he's like hello fellow teenagers <laughs> trying to that's exactly how this show feels to me that's exactly how the writing feels yeah and the fact that again the fact that they made a bill cosby date rape joke yeah is just i'm not shocked but it's pretty messed up when you consider their mo if I, if, all right, I'm saying like if Freedom Tunes was popular enough to get any attention for this and I made the exact same joke, I'd be in trouble. Like they'd be calling all of my clients and employers and attempting to get me or uh, attempting, you know, to get them to reject me for services and basically try to get me fired. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if someone who's not pushing a social justice narrative makes those kinds of jokes, it's a huge deal. Yeah, we hear this all the time, like, rape's not funny, rape's not funny from these people, and then here they are making rape jokes, and... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's so... They're like, rape's not funny, but the jokes are, okay? Yeah. No. Rape's it's, never funny, you know, except you're raping a clown. Um, I think the I think yeah. Carly even got a little bit of trouble for that one, but he probably would have been in more trouble now <laughs> if he were still alive yeah. and he made that joke. Yeah. 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 That's, um... But no, it's true that the, uh, and I believe the guy who wrote this show, I was doing a little investigating on my own, and by that I mean just Googling shit. Reading. <laughs> just, yeah, just basically, just not, even worse, dude, even worse. I was just like on, I think it was a 4chan board about it, and just seeing everyone talk crap about the show. But a lot of people were posting screenshots from the Twitter of the head writer of the show, and he makes like a lot of terrible rape jokes i mean he says some awful stuff like there was um some parade for transgendered people in israel and there was like a stabbing there and a bunch of people got killed and like the same day he made a joke about it on twitter and like this is the guy who's ushering in the era of politically correct entertainment really and then there was also proof that they well i don't know if it was proof it's pretty kind of circumstantial evidence but they were kind of implying that it was possible that they were going into like 4chan just to create a ruckus so that they would get more attention and of course they were yeah and um i think what happened was the uh the girl or the the trans girl that played the the role the lead role uh said a thing Mm -hmm. on twitter basically to the effect of you know when people accuse me of going on 4chan to rile stuff 
And then she posted this picture, and it kind of implied that that's what she was doing. But, you know, there's no way, no way to be sure because she was being very yeah. kind of cryptic about it. Mm-hmm. But it makes sense. I mean, well, if you're if you're going to be selling T-shirts for thirty bucks a pop or forty or twenty five bucks yeah. a pop, and you want to you know you want to get you want to get the ball rolling on some free promotion, just uh, upset four chan. Go on the poll, <laughs> upset four no. chan. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, you're completely right. When you have something that mediocre that you want to profit off of, you need sympathy points. You need the media to be on your side and to have your back and to tell everyone to donate to you. I mean, that's exactly what Sarkeesian did. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Sarkeesian did, except this insults me so much more than that because they're taking my beloved medium of animation and just dumping all over it. Um, I think I didn't, I didn't even get into the problems with the animation. I mean, look, the backgrounds, and this is what upset me, is that the backgrounds are actually really beautiful. Like, I really like the background designs and the background artwork. If you want to just look at those for a moment, they did a really good job with that. And with nothing else. I mean, the character <laughs> animation is so stiff. You can tell that it's this very, uh, you know, vector-based kind of rigged-up animation, which... Have you ever watched, for example, Rick and Morty? Oh, yeah. I love that show. That's, like, one of my favorite shows right now. If is not it, the it's favorite. It's a phenomenal show. It's a that very funny Adventure show. Time. Yeah. <laughs> the cartoons. But <laughs> the thing about... All right. So the thing about Rick and Morty is, like, that's an example of how to do that kind of vector-based animation right. Like, you can, you know, in Rick and Morty, the characters are kind of broken up into different yeah. segments and moved around with using motion tweening, etc. I think they use their software as Unity. But um, you can tell that's kind of what the creators of Gen Z were going for. But it's so bad, and the characters are so stiff and robotic, and the lip syncing doesn't even work, and that's what drives me insane, because that's the first thing that needs to work. Dude, I release, like one to four minute long political cartoons that usually get less than 20,000 views and I make sure that that lip syncing is on point and they're going to release this to a broad audience. I mean, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's they're like already when, selling t-shirt. They're already selling the t-shirt. <laughs> like, it's like, it's just a slap in the face to the audience. When your animation is that bad, it's a slap in the face to the audience. I have such a small audience compared to them and I would never release something of that poor quality is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And I mean, uh, let's go back to like the second joke that they produced. And that was um, the, the, the black character, which is kind of the, the, the way he looks. It really kind of like screams all the stereotypes of, you know, yeah. Of, of, yeah. Of like racist cartoons almost. It's like it's short of blackface. I mean, that's what he looks like. Um, and then uh, you, you, like he does like this haiku type thing. Where like that's the the joke is like he's a he's a bad poet, and of course yeah. you know he's going to tell a bad po- poem, but you know at least you can make that funny. What he does is he does a haiku mm-hmm. that he just he realizes he still needs more syllables for ho ho ho. But yeah, and that's the second. Ha, ha. That's the second joke, right? <laughs> that's the second joke in the preview. That's right. That's they came in with their best material. I'll tell you, mm-hmm. uh, just. Just my sides, my sides are splitting. I think I need to go to the hospital. He, no, that, that's another thing to be said there too. I feel like, so they have like the the token black character, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like his design was really offensive. Like for sure that's supposed to be all about tolerance. His character design looked like something you'd see out of a racist Warner Brothers cartoon from yeah. the 20s. You know what I mean? It was just completely insensitive and part of me feels like maybe they were going for that exactly just to see if they could get away with it i wouldn't be shocked they made a rape joke about bill cosby so are they really (laughs) are they really above that kind of thing 
Apparently not. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I wouldn't be shocked. You know, I'm normally not like a race baiter yeah. or anything far from it, but that character did have like a really kind of offensive design and obviously they didn't speak to it or act as if that was their intent, but it's kind of ironic coming from the social justice crowd to have a character that's just that out of date. And again, if anyone besides them had done it, it um, you know, everyone would be talking about how oh, they were, they just had like internalized racism or something, et cetera, et cetera. But these people do it and it's, it's just a okay because they're on our team. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then we got the the next character. Uh, I forget his name, uh, <laughs> but he's the um, he's the the token cis white male. <laughs> I got the whole thing. The Nazi, basically. Yeah, and you know he's he's he's, he's psychotic, and you know he's he's punching people in the groin and all this other stuff, and it's he, I mean he's totally psychopathic, and it's painting this narrative like look at all these normal people. You know, you got the woman, you have the trans woman, you have the black guy. They're all fine. It's just this crazy white cis male <laughs> character <laughs> who's like painting a bad like, narrative. Yeah, yeah, it's like it. I don't want to use the reverse racism thing because I don't think that's real, but it, it's kind of like that's what they were going for. Like, oh, let's just paint yeah. all cis white males. Is, and then anytime someone criticizes the show, we can just say, oh, he's just, you know, this guy, this character. He's the same as this character. And didn't we predict yeah, it? Yeah, that, that's who he is. And you know what? I could already see them doing that. If it was a show that was um, aware enough and self-reflexive enough, and who knows, maybe it will just shock us and be just that. But I could imagine them taking some of the criticisms of the show and – actually using it as dialogue for that <laughs> character um but then again that would kind of require some self-reflection and the sjws are very incapable of that i would also say too that his character is referred to as a psychotic that's the phrase yeah. he's like he's a psychotic yeah. um first of all first of all the word they were searching for was psychopath. Those are two completely different things. Second of all, I kind of feel as though they're disparaging the differently able. Yeah. I mean, didn't we, we get this, this stuff from Dumbledore all the time? It's like, don't insult the mentally ill every time, you know, a mentally ill person goes and shoots up a, a church or something like that. Then we're like, <laughs> oh, we get that, that whole thing from Dumbledore. Like, don't just... Dis- and I, and I received it too. Like, I, I didn't say that, but, you know, I was, I was seeing it in, in threads that I was participating in. And I made a video kind of like talking about how, you know, they, they, they select it, how they want to employ that argument. Because on one hand, they'll say, oh, yeah, like you don't want to, uh, you know, disparage the, 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 uh, the mentally ill. I mean, because they're not all bad people. And then they'll turn around and say, like, oh, look at these studies that show that rich people are, have signs of mental illness. Like, is, <laughs> that means that they're absolutely terrible people. And I was like, you can't have it both ways. And someone oh, pointed out can. like, yeah. And someone pointed out like, oh, I've never heard that that claim being made and I, and Bernie Sanders said it like a month later <laughs> afterwards on like one of his things. It's like, there you go. It's all the, other- well, you gotta love when the, you gotta love when they start eating each other. Mm-hmm. You gotta love that. And some liberals are now saying Bernie Sanders isn't liberal enough. I know his, uh, I know his um, campaign got in, uh, interrupted by a Black Lives Matter protest and they like kicked him off stage and stuff. <laughs> and it's just funny because Bernie Sanders is, He's supposed to be their hero, you know, all the, all the liberals love him. He's so anti-establishment, even though he voted for everything the establishment wanted him to vote yeah. for. He's also voted for but, wars uh, many a times, too. So, Yeah, and he's voted to maintain the illegal drone strikes that are currently occurring. So, yeah, a lot to be said about that guy. Um, I think he would be a great guest character for <laughs> Gen Z. <laughs> he would be, he could be like the one of the characters grandfather or uncle or something and he like 
comes in and teaches them a lesson about sharing and like obviously that white blonde character would be the libertarian in the episode who just doesn't <laughs> want to share and then uncle bernie comes in and he teaches them all how to get along with each other it was kind of funny actually the uh the trans character i forget i don't even remember their name i don't remember their names either their bedroom their bedroom just has a bunch of posters of other trans people like is <laughs> really is that what trans people do like do i just have a bunch of that'd be like if i just had a bunch of uh pictures of straight white males hanging up in my room and believe me none of the pictures of white males hanging up in my room are straight if you know what i mean <laughs> but in all seriousness uh it's, it's like they they literally gave that character no identity outside of the fact that they were trans it, okay. that's literally the it's the character's whole thing they don't have a personality yeah uh, her name is shona that's the trans character name and then the black shona? character's name is Car cameron and he's actually voiced by um <laughs> kevin richmond who uh appears to be african-american um oh, is, and then is, he, he, is, he, is he really african-american or is he transracial yeah, he, <laughs> is that a thing now are we finally adopting That's a thing that a ever thing? since oh my goodness. well i think people are beginning to accept it after rachel i think they were trying to push for it after rachel dolezal but they just realized that we it's, were not having yeah, it no and so they're it. waiting a few more years yeah i mean like there's yeah. actual scientific studies that show like things like gender dysphoria is a thing there's no racial dysphoria, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. There's no, there's no science. And then Huey is the psy uh, psychotic, psychotic, or what was it? They say psychotic. They called him a psychotic, even okay. though the accurate term would have been psychopath. Yeah. And then the um, the female character who seems like that's her only thing is she's a fashion victim. Uh, she's an Asian. Betsy. Yeah, she's. A, and then, and um, she, oh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, she also has a big secret. That's what it says. She has a big secret or something, and they won't they won't tell us what it is. Yeah. So we have to we have to watch the show and stay tuned to to figure out what the secret is. I wonder what it's going to be. You know, you already know the secret's going to be like something really liberal. I mean, if I had like three guesses, it'd be like the first secret, like the first bedroom, she had an abortion, or like the second Ooh. one, she's also trans, or the third <laughs> one, she's trans and she had an abortion. I mean, it's like. <laughs> You, it's gonna just gonna be liberal garbage. That's all that her yeah. secret's gonna be. And then the whole cast is gonna come together and hug and accept her. And <laughs> Huey's gonna check his privilege, and that's gonna be the episode. <laughs> and then, like the, the, the next joke that they show after the joke that is the cis guy punching someone in the groin, is her putting like a couple of potted plants on on the windowsill. And she and has, she calls one Iggy yeah. yeah she calls one Iggy Azalea and then she I forget what the other what the other one was called and it was like that's the joke see it's pop culture get it she has names for these things and they <laughs> are celebrity names and they kind of sound like get I don't it? know Azalea plants I don't, I don't know what they're trying to get at but anyway it's funny it because that's joke. it's funny because Iggy Azalea is famous. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. she's she's that one famous person who's also a really easy target and that you won't get in trouble for making fun of yeah <laughs> and then she's like there's no go ahead no keep going i didn't mean to cut you off oh i was going to change the subject so go ahead if you have more to say <laughs> um yeah just in general i think this is probably the worst thing that's ever happened uh I think that this is definitely probably one of the signs of the end of days. Welcome so to the decline, folks. If, <laughs> yeah, if you want to start stockpiling ammunition and gold, etc., um, I'm not going to... 
I'm not saying that's an overreaction or anything, but I also, like, I won't judge you for it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I won't tell you you're wrong, but when people, like, this, this is why I'm afraid to raise children in this world. This is why I just... <laughs> I I don't you know I want to have a lot of kids but do I want to raise a lot of kids with all with all this crap around? Ugh. Yeah, especially when they're telling jokes about oh I'm going to turn my penis into a Pez dispenser. Oh, oh that's I right, that's one of the slapping, jokes. Yeah, I'm just slapping my sides. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, it's oh it's funny because because oh, people don't normally it's it's people don't normally want to do that. So yeah, what a quirky what a quirky character. Yeah, how how much. She's got such a. This is why she's the stand-up comic, Jim. This is, this is why she's the funny one yeah. of the show. This is why she's just got a bunch of pictures of transgendered people hanging up on her wall. Cause that's you know, I have teeth, and so like my wall is just a bunch of pictures of teeth. Oh, oh yeah. Like I just I went to my dentist and got and got a bunch of posters of teeth. Cause like that's my whole identity is just something that's only supposed to be a minor part of who i am yeah. i just make it into my whole thing and i'm balding so i have pictures of like captain kirk and stefan molyneux. molyneux just plastered all over my walls just <laughs> everywhere just because you know that's who i am and that's what i identify with actually i'm trans bald i've actually been then, like, i've actually been like waxing my uh, receding hairline for for decades and I, I take it back like a quarter of an inch like every six months and it, it works out pretty good got everybody fooled it's okay it's all right because Donald Trump is trans-haired because he wears a toupee, even though he's actually bald. <laughs> oh man! All right. So <laughs> we next? had a good conversation about. Before we move on, I want to mention my theory on Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is going to get elected, and then he's going to be the first president to outsource the Oval Office to India. And you're going to have a little Indian kid with a phone in his house answering all the, the calls for the president. Like, hello, this is Donald Trump. It is a lovely 73 degrees in Washington today. How are you? What problems do you have? He's going to, he's going to be the first president. And then he's going to keep like the 400000 a year that they give to the president. And he's just going to send this kid like a penny every other week. And... And that's going to be, he just wanted to become president. He was just trying to acquire another uh, company, another industry, and outsource the positions. I'd be fine with it. What does the president really do anyway, you know? He can outsource that shit to India. I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it would save, I guess, if that's what your goal is, to try to cut budget. But then you'd have all the people going like, what about yeah, American jobs? Spending. You'd be like, well, I like Americans. Dude, they're good people, it. but let's face it. Eh, they're not that good. They're not that good uh, The workers. They always want too much money. They want to join unions. But, hey, I, I love Americans. My mother was American. I got to love her. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. You know what <laughs> you know would be great, though? What if, okay, so what if we took all, instead of, like, what if we stopped oversourcing private sector jobs overseas? What if we stopped outsourcing private sector jobs overseas and we just started outsourcing government jobs and like elected positions overseas so that we could cut government spending by only paying our politicians the equivalent of what we would give to a sweatshop laborer and so you'd have like a congress sweatshop like a legislative branch sweatshop like a sweatshop <laughs> for every different main political um branch branch am i saying is that the right term i don't know yeah uh, structure it's called the alphabet I, soup agencies should, 
The, uh, yeah, just outsource the alphabet soup agencies. Send the EPA over there so they can mess their water supply up with their frickin' chemical spills. Yeah, they could just, they just dump some plastic balls on it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Don't, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Just yeah. dump some plastic balls in there. We'll just have a big <laughs> ball pit. We'll let all the kids come over from Chuck E. Cheese, and it'll be no problem. You know, and I'm not bashing Chuck E. It's Cheese. Basic, I yeah. like Chuck E. Cheese. It's a good company. They they got fine people working there. It's just the balls. Nah, not a big fan. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. Chuck E. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a big Chuck E. Cheese is the last thing I want to see outsourced. Chuck E. Cheese needs to stay. That's when I start protesting. That's when I start voting. Is the day that we have to decide whether or not Chuck E. Cheese gets outsourced. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, they have but, this um, joke in here. I don't know if it's a joke, but there was a part in it. It's about the one minute thirty two minute mark. Or one minute thirty second mark, and there, um, there's there seems to be some sort of party, and he like he says like, hey, we're having this. Um, congratulations, you're a trans. Blah, blah 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 blah. Just a bunch of words. Oh yeah. And then like party, and then he blows a horn, and then she like has this look on her face, and it's I have to look at it. I have it. I have it paused. <laughs> and yeah. it's it's kind of like this. That was weird, like that was like there. Like, I don't know if they were trying to be like, oh, you know, we're glad to see you and we're trying to be sensitive and she's like offended and we don't I don't know if she's offended or if she's upset or, you know, if she's really happy. I mean, like, there's no way of telling. Like, and I have absolutely no idea what this is about. No idea. It just leads to nothing but confusion. I shouldn't be confused. I should I be enjoying myself watching a show. Right. Watching a show. Unless the confusion well, is the joke. The, the yeah, the author wants you to feel as confused as the trans character does on a daily basis. They're trying to put you in his in in Zer shoes um, to use the gender neutral pronoun pronoun. But uh, my my take on the scene was that that means we're going to a break. What is this? <laughs> oh, break time. Well, okay, we're taking a break, folks. Worms or wrong see, show. See you soon. <laughs> Worms. Bye.